Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Adoption Unscripted Radio. I am Micah, your host. Happy, happy Friday. It is a beautiful Friday here in Nashville, Tennessee. We haven't had um, that really horrible weather that some of our friends have had um, in our neighboring states and um, in in Florida. Um, We've had a little bit of rain. Thankfully, it hasn't been that bad. But we know that um, if we have any listeners out there that are in Florida or in, that were in Texas or Louisiana and have experienced that weather, we might ought to know that we're thinking about you. And we hope that you can get things back to normal. That sounds like such a simple thing to do. And we know that it's not. But we want you to know that even if you don't think that there are those out there that are thinking about you, that we are and keeping you in our prayers and good thoughts. So um, today's show is going to be a little bit different. We are going to mix it up a little bit. Um, We don't have a guest today. I am going to go solo and um, kind of fly by the seat of my pants and and share some things with you guys that we are working on. I have a really cool announcement I'm going to make at the end of the show. I have found, I've been trolling the internet and um, found some awesome resources that I want to share with you as well. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun show. Um, we'll see. Um, but I want to start out today by telling you a story. So um, here in Nashville, I'm not sure if it's all across the South, but I can probably say for the state of Tennessee, we have been back to school for a minute. We started school, I think it was um, the first week of August. So we've been back for a minute. I think my daughter, Grace, said something about progress reports that are coming home. So it's been a while for us. And um, those of you who have uh, adopted children and they're in school, you know that there's some unique issues that can come up when you've adopted children and they're in school. Going back to school is a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal for, for all kids. And there is a certain level of stress that's associated with returning to school, not only for the kids, but for we parents as well. Um, but, you know, it, it comes every year. And so we, we prepare. We go out. We buy our school clothes. We get our um, school supplies. We get haircuts and and backpacks and new shoes and we head out. And if it were only that simple, right? It's just never, never that simple. So I had um, a, a parent that I work with here in Nashville. And let me tell you, she is um, she is a high powered um executive. She is she works in um, the field of law. And she is, I mean, she just exudes power to me. She is incredibly smart. She is wickedly, wickedly funny. She has a great sense of humor. And she just gets things done. She's a go-getter and she gets things done. Well, she has adopted a child. And I'm going to try not to be too specific because I know she's listening and I don't want to put all of her information out there. But she said I could share this story. So, um, so she, um, so she's a really powerful woman. So she called me 
on the phone probably about a week ago, and she said, hey, Micah, are you up for a field trip? And um, now we do go with, uh, my sister and I, we do go with our parents out on field trips. We go to um, the, the the beauty supply stores and we help them p- purchase, you know, um, things for their children's hair. We go to houses of worship with them and help them find places where they can worship. We go to different meetings with them and, and, and we have activities. So we do field trips, excursions. But somehow I could tell that this wasn't, one of those types of field trips. She, just by the way she was saying it. So she said, hey, Micah, do you want to go on a field trip? So I was like, um, sure. So I said, so where are we going? And she said, we are going to kick my daughter's teacher's butt. We're going to do some butt kicking. We're going to go kick my daughter's teacher's butt. Now, um, you know, I'm not really up for butt kicking at this stage of the game. I'm, I, I really don't don't think that that's what I want to be involved in. I'm a pretty peaceful gal. And so I was like, um, okay, so um, why are we going to go kick the butt of your second grader's teacher, teacher's butt? And she was like, well, she's mean. And um, I was surprised because she, this powerful woman just said that someone was mean. And I, so I said, okay, let's, let's just kind of chill out for a minute and tell me the story. So she said that her daughter's in second grade and she brought home the dreaded, dreaded family tree activity. Y'all know that activity where they have you, your daughter, your child brings home this beautiful picture of a tree and they ask you to put your daughter's history or child's history as the leaves on the tree. And so they want to know all kinds of things like, um, I'm going to read to you. She sent me the list of the things that the teacher wanted the children to put on the tree. Um, she wanted to know how long was the her mom's labor. That's a pretty private question. I think it's pretty personal. Private, it's private business. But nevertheless, how long was labor? Um were you born or after your due date? Um, who was at the hospital when you were born? Um, how were you named? Um, what were your first weeks at home like? What was the first food you ate? What were your first words? Um, things like that. What was your favorite toy when you were a baby? Um, my my The parent that I was working with, she adopted her child at three years old. So... She didn't have any of this information. Um, she didn't know any of the stuff. And so she was like, okay, so we can make it up. And I was like, no, we really can't make it up because children are notorious for going back to school and saying, my mom made this up. So we just can't make it up. Um, so she was like, and when I asked her, when she asked the teacher, could she modify the assignment? The teacher said, uh, quote, if I modified every assignment, from every parent, I'd never get any teaching done. Okay, so I think that's the reason why she wanted us to go and kick her butt. But we didn't do that. What we did instead was we peacefully went to the school and we talked about um, the issues that these assignments can cause, that sometimes that these assignments can cause triggers in adopted children when they do not have the answers to these questions. And we asked the teacher if we could modify the assignment, if not for the entire class, but just for this particular child. Needless to say, she was 
I would think rather agreeable when we didn't ask her to modify her entire lesson plan. Those of you who have taught, I have taught before, we work hard on our lesson plans and we may have a problem when someone wants us to modify the thing for one student. But I think the reason why we're having, or I'm choosing this topic today, um, Back to School 101, is that um, there are thousands and thousands of students um, who are going to our schools this year, and a lot of those students are in, have been adopted or are in foster care. I want to read you a stat that I got. It says, um, there are over 1.5 million adopted children in the United States and close to 600,000 children currently in foster care in our school public school system. That's a lot of students who may not have the answers to those questions for the family tree. So what we're going to do today is we're going to make, I'm going to call, I think I'm clever sometimes, I'm going to call it an adoption, back to school adoption 101 kit. And we're going to go over some ways that you can help your child um, not be quite so stressful when these projects come up. We're going to work on some answers to questions that your child might be getting from from kids at school. We're going to go over some um, things that you can suggest to the teachers or to the administrators to make your your child's transition into school uh, more peaceful. And hopefully there will be no need for butt kicking um, this year. So um, that is what we're going to do on today's show. Um, I was in the office depot earlier and I was running off some copies because I ran out of ink. And I, the the fellow behind the counter, was running up running my copies, and he saw that I was running up um, a copy of today's show notes. And he said, "Oh, um, I'm adopted." I said, "You are," and he said, "Yes." And he said, "Oh, and I also had an IEP. We're going to talk about the IEP and go over that in case folks don't know what that is. <clears throat> but that's an individualized educational plan." And um, he said, I had an IEP. I was adopted from foster care, and it was um, a horrible experience for me. And so the guy and I started talking about how he has some behaviors when he was in school. He was, uh, he was, he said, I was a mess. That's what he called himself. And um, he said, I, you know, I, I did, I cut up in school. It was hard for me to focus. It was hard for me to pay attention. Um, I was sometimes would do things just to disrupt the class. And he got an IEP and he was put in a different class. And he said it was horrible for him because he knew he was smart and he knew he wanted to be in this class with the other friends. He just couldn't control his behavior. And I thought that was so interesting that this guy was probably, I guess, maybe in his mid-20s. And he, you could still tell that he was affected by how school was for him as um, a child that was adopted, going to school, and how he was having trouble navigating that. So I think sometimes I get signs, and that was a great sign that today's show is very, very needed. So we're going to jump into that and go over what the IEP is, talk a little bit more about that. Um, I, I have an come from an educational background and I've taught in schools and I've ran programs in schools and I can tell you that um, families have a lot of feelings about the IEP. It's not something that everyone wants their child to have and we're going to get into the reasons for that and sometimes why it's necessary but what we can do to make that the best possible experience for our child. So we're going to take a break 
in a few minutes. And when we come back, I'm just going to give you um, an overview of the IEP, what it is, um, how it's formed, and why your child might need one. And some things that you can do to make sure that the IEP is working in the best benefit of your child. So uh, stay tuned and we will see you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are back and we are going to talk about the IEP. Now, the IEP can sometimes get a bad rap. I think it's because um, that it feels to parents like the IEP is labeling their child. And true enough, the IEP does stay with the child throughout their educational journey. So in a way, it is attached to the child. Um, The good thing about the IEP is that sometimes the services are needed and the IEP is going to outline the services. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to go ahead and give you um, kind of an overview first. So the IEP is an individualized, individualized educational program, and it is actually a document and it's um, it's written um 
well, the, the teachers and educators, parents, counselors, therapists come together and sometimes even uh, physicians come together and they create this document and it kind of is an overview of where your child is and um, and there's some testing that is done and the services that your child is going to receive and they're going to measure your child's growth. There's some some benchmarks. They're going to measure your child's growth and they're going to see if, and make sure that the, that your child and your child's teachers are working their plan. Okay, the purpose of the IEP, typically it has two purposes. One is to set these reasonable, measurable goals for your child. And two, to make sure, like I said, that any services that your child needs, they are getting. So the IEP not only benefits um, the school and your child, but it benefits you because you can say, well, you know, my IEP says that he's supposed to get pulled out twice and have this individualized lesson or the IEP says he's supposed to have a one-on-one that goes with him to these classes. So it's a it's a good it's a good tool for the parent to have. So it, it works in the parent's benefit as well as the school's benefit. Um, and I think that the best thing for parents to do is make sure that they are involved and that they show up and they go to these meetings and they make their concerns no, known because the parents we are the experts on our children. And our input needs to be there. Our input needs to be heard and our concerns and our goals and wishes for our child's education need to needs to be a part of the IEP. Now, saying this and having set in on many IEPs, um, and let's just make the assumption that our the teachers and the 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 therapist are there for the benefit of our child and for what's best for our child, we're going to have to, um, and this is hard, and I know there's some people out there thinking, oh, you need to tell this to yourself, Micah. But it's hard sometimes to have someone tell us about ourselves or about our child. But I'm going to say to kind of suck it up and listen. I'm talking to myself too because I struggle from this. But sometimes we just have to listen to what other people are saying. So in the meeting, I encourage parents to share their feelings and make their feelings known. But I also encourage them to stop and listen. Make sure that you're listening to what these professionals are saying to you. Uh, the school staff, what the, what they're saying to you. So they, like I said, the IEP will grow and change. Our parents will get a chance to come back and and have meetings. And they'll reassess and see where the child is usually um, after the meeting is held, um, then, then the plan is developed and it's about 30 days or so, um, which is pretty typical after the meeting is held that the, that the plan will be developed and the plan for your child and how they'll, how they will go through school and the services that the school will offer. Um, so uh, a lot of times they set these annual goals um, for your child and, and some standards that they want your child to meet. And they also set up these special education services, any special education services that your child might need and how your child's school day is going to go. So um, what classes they'll attend and if they'll have a one-on-one. And also they will discuss with you your child's participation in any statewide or district-wide assessments um, because that sometimes that's a part of the IEP as well. Okay, so um, that's an overall basically of the IEP. And 
you need to be familiar with that. And, you know, I'm really about educating yourself first. So I will put um, a lot of references that I used to for this show and some additional resources on the website for you to check out. And I just encourage you to read those uh, read those articles and go on the websites. And if you have any articles that you have come upon that you think are awesome or, or great, please email those to me. I love to put information on the website for parents. And everyone doesn't have like tons and tons of time to just troll the internet like Micah does. So please send me um, any information that you have so we can share it out there with parents because we need to support each other. Um, I think that's when we get the most support is when we um, actually share all the information that we have with each other. Okay, so let's kind of get into our, what did I call it? Adoption 101 back to school kit. I think that's what I called it. Let's get into that. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to go back to my uh, one of my parents and the dreaded family tree. That assignment typically pops up in the second grade. I'm not really sure why that's in the second grade. I know that sometimes folks have it in kindergarten as well, but it's not quite as detailed. I think sometimes they want you to bring a picture of yourself as a baby. And some of our kids are, that we adopted don't have pictures of themselves when they were, were babies. We just don't have that. Um, one of the suggestions that I've made to one of my parents is that you, your child can draw a picture of themselves as a baby. Um, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was on uh, creating a family. You know, I'm really I'm a big fan of that show and of Don Davenport. And I think I remember hearing someone say that um, a mom let her child just open up a baby magazine and cut out a picture of what they thought they looked like as a baby, um, just so that they can be a part of this assignment. Now, um, as a teacher, even though that assignment, even though that child's assignment might not look exactly like everyone else's I think that as long as that child can feel like they're participating that's what's important so we're going to talk about um, how to talk to teachers about those kinds of things so the best thing that I think that we could start off with in our adoption back to school adoption kit 101 kit is that you write a letter to your um, child's teacher I would do this at the beginning of the year. Um, Abigail, my friend Abigail from uh, Chicken Herding and um, Herding Chickens, it's her her blog. Check her out if you haven't. Um, She's awesome. She did a recent blog post, and I will link to that as well, where she um, wrote a letter to her son's teacher. And it was fabulous. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, I am going to go ahead and think and say that I think that if you went ahead and took her letter and kind of um, modified it for yourself, I don't think she'd mind because it was an awesome letter. And it was just the teacher saying, and Abigail is a teacher, so she kind of knows what teachers want to see. And it was just saying, no, my my child's awesome, wonderful, and cool uh, that my child's adopted. You're so lucky that he's in your class. These are some really cool things about him. And these are some things that you might want to look out for. And it was a letter that was written in a very loving and kind, non-aggressive, non-threatening way so that the teacher would receive it well. But I think you should start off with a letter to your child's teacher. Um, You want to talk about, you know, that 
families are different. Your family is different. And you, in your family, you celebrate these differences. And that um, you want to kind of ask, are there any resources in the class that that she has that out my outline these different kinds of families um and if there aren't resources you can offer to bring some in um you want to ask about any assignments that if teachers most of us have our lesson plan from the year before and we know that the different things and different activities and assignments or projects we're going to do we already have those kind of mapped out so ask are there any assignments that are coming up that might be an issue When you ask an adopted child about their first words or their first steps or food that they liked and they don't have the answer, that can trigger some things. And then behaviors happen. We don't understand where the behaviors uh, are coming from as teachers. So teachers need to know as much information about uh, the child as you deem that as a parent is necessary. I'm not saying that you need to divulge all of your children's information to their teacher that is not always necessary, but I am encouraging parents to make sure that you do give your teacher, your child's teacher enough information so that they know your child because they're with your child eight hours a day, seven hours a day. And um, you want that person to know your child and know what's best for them and know how to care for them and how to teach them. So send a letter. Um, you can offer to read a story to your child, especially in they're in um, elementary school. They love when parents come in and read stories. You can bring in stories about adoption and, and books, and you can read and you can talk about your adoption or your, your child's adoption. That's awesome. Teachers love to have something to break up the day, and having a parent come in and read a story is fantastic. So you can offer, off, um, offer to do that. I know here at our library, if the library doesn't have the book that you're looking for, they can um, they can send out for it. I've done that for some of my clients here, and they can have the lot the books delivered to your local library. So certainly check that out. And you can also go on Amazon; they have tons of books, and I will link up some of those books as well. You can check that out on the website too. Um, you can offer to. Um, do a presentation. Um, if your child from a, is from a different country, you can offer to do a presentation about that child's country. You can offer to bring in a dish that, say, your child loves to eat that is from his culture or from his country. There are so many things that you can do to kind of um, educate not only the teacher but the children as well and make your child feel special and wonderful. Because um, when you're adopted, you can feel like you're an one of the others and we want to do as much as we can to feel inclusive not um not to exclude but to include so when we um we're going to take a quick break when we come back i'm going to give you a couple of additional resources and some tips that you can do um to make your child's school year the best ever so if you just hang around we will be right back after this quick message Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? 
Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. We are talking about adoption and the unique issues that can come up when we are sending our adopted babies and elementary school kids and high school kids to to school and trying to create an adoption one-on-101 kit. I need to get that name down because I am messing that up. Yeah, I guess I'm not as clever as I thought I was. Anyway, let's talk about some things, some more things that parents can do. So, Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but the key, I think, is for parents to communicate, communicate, communicate with the teacher. But also, we can also communicate with the other parents in our kids' classrooms. I know my sister is um, an extraordinary room parent. She is on the PTA. She is in every activity. I think right now she is making some costumes for my uh, niece Layla is a, um, not a penguin, what is she? Some type of bird in um, the, that uh, Disney play with the Little Mermaid. There we go. She's in the Little Mermaid and she plays some type of waterfowl. And my sister is making costumes and she's always talking to other parents. One of the things that I think is great is that parents can form relationships uh, with kids with parents, kids that are in their same kids' class. So if you have a child and you are your children are friends and you're friends with the mom or you're meeting the mom, strike up conversations about adoption with the parent. Talk to them about your child because your parent that your child's friend's parent are the ones that can help your child when they have when your child's friend has questions. Let me do that again. Your 
child has friends. Their friends have parents. If you make friends with your child's friends' parents, then you can talk to them about adoption. There you go. Got it. Okay. Um, And that is a good way for your child's friends to kind of know and have questions. A lot of times kids have questions and they don't know how to answer those. And if your parent is answering them, giving the information, that's where it needs to come from. It needs to come from the parent. And that's an awesome way to do that. Um, Another way to do that is to um, celebrate National Adoption Day. Now, National Adoption Day is in November. I think it is right before Thanksgiving, I believe. It's a Saturday before Thanksgiving. And to do a project around National Adoption Day is awesome. And you can make a big deal about it. You can bring in um, activities. You can bring in games. You can bring in stories. You can talk about your child's adoption. That's a great time to talk about your child's adoption. And if you have a transracial adoption, you can talk about your child's culture. Now, when you have a transracial adoption, you're going to experience a couple of different things because your child doesn't look like you. And um, your child is probably from, um, well, can be international, internationally adopted. And so in that case, you have a wealth of things that you can talk about um, at school and share with your child's classmates. Um, I think that as a parent, um, we're always having to do one more thing. And this may sound like a lot to some of you. And it, and it is. It is a lot. Um, and you know what? Um, I guess it's what we signed up for as parents. And I guess it's, it's just what we do for our kids. And um, But when we think about the benefit that our, chi- our children are going to get from this, it's a no-brainer, right? We're just going to step up and we're going to take the time and we're going to do it. Now... I'm going to go over a couple of sticky points that sometimes we can we need to talk with our kids about because sometimes children can ask some of the um, most personal questions. Um, sometimes they're not really crafted in a way that they consider each other's feelings because they're kids and they don't always think about that. And your kids come home and they say, someone asked me a question and you cringe on the inside thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But we're going to if we have worked with our kids about questions that they might get at school it might be easier for them to handle. If we send our co- our kids to school prepared, they don't have to be afraid or scared of these questions. So I'm going to give you an example of a question, and then this is a way you can maybe answer it. Um, why didn't fill-in-the-blanks family want him? Or why didn't your mom want you? Um, that's a question that adopted uh, kids get all the time and it's it's hurtful it hurts my feelings just to say that question but it is a question so let's arm our kids by saying something like well I think my mom my birth mom probably really did want me but maybe she couldn't take care of me so she gave me to a family that could take care of me and that's how much she loved me if you go over that answer with your child wow how powerful do they feel how powerful do they feel to have that answer in their arsenal, ready to give out when that question comes? And, and folks, that, that question's going to come. Um, when folks find out that our kids are adopted, inevitably that question is going to come. Um, how about the question of, where are you from? Uh, international kids get asked this question all the time. Um, and not just children that are adopted in, um, internationally, but children that live in our country. Nashville is a very diverse, multicultural uh, uh, city. Folks don't know 
that about Nashville, but it is. And we have a lot of international folks that live here, and I'm sure that those kids get asked that question all the time. One of the ways we can answer that question is to say, well, I'm from Ohio, and but I was born in Russia, but I'm from Ohio. Or I'm from Louisiana, but I was born in Ethiopia. That's where I'm from. Okay, that's a great way to answer that question. Or, you know, I'm I'm just like you. I'm I'm from the USA, you know, proud to be an American from the USA, just like you. But I was born in Ethiopia. Okay. That's a great a great question. That I mean, that's a great way to answer that question. Um sometimes um um you get with uh, transracial adoption, is that your real mom? Is that your real mom? Um and the answer for that question, you could um, go over this and kind of craft it to what you're comfortable with and your child's comfortable with. But a way to answer that question might be, yes, she drove me to school today in our car and she packed my lunch. And when I get home, we're going to go do our homework together and we're going to go to the park. That's what real moms do. She's my real mom. She might not be my birth mom, but she's my real mom. And it's okay for your children to say something about their their birth mom. That's fine. Um, We want kids to feel comfortable talking about their story, as comfortable as they are. We don't want them to have to give out more information than they're comfortable with, but we want them to be comfortable with um, their story. And one of my favorites, um, but I guess really not one of my favorites, is, so why don't you speak Chinese? Um. The answer to that for your child is, I'm from, I'm American, so I speak English just like you. It's so great when we give our children some of these answers because um, we don't, what we don't know is that they stand on that playground and in that open area. And when it's supposed to be a free time to have fun and to play, and sometimes recess can be very stressful. Because you know that if you feel different or you feel othered, that someone's going to come up and ask you a question. And typically, they don't come up by themselves. They bring their friends with them. And it can be a stressful time for your child to be the, the center of attention and the focus. And we give them these um, crafty, cool, kind of funny, straightforward answers. We empower them. So this that's just a suggestion um, that I have. You can certainly um, change some of the answers uh, to fit your child and your child's personality. If you have questions that you've answered for your child, I would love to hear those. And I would um, some sometimes I get some some doozies, and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had thought of that, that would be awesome. So if you have some crazy questions that your child's been asked, and you've given they've given some really cool answers, I'd love to share those with me. So you can just send those to me at um, hello at adoption unscripted, or you can go on the website at adoptionunscripted.com and just leave me a message. That would be awesome. And I will definitely put them on uh, the page and I will quote you and give you credit for your cool answer. Okay, so um, I wanted to take a minute and talk about these two websites that I found. Um, And they were awesome. They were, um, one is called the, uh, I'm going to get it right. The Adoptimist. It's kind of like the optimist, but it's the adoptimist. And it's, and I'm going to 
link that up on my show notes because I don't want you to spell that incorrectly because I spelled it incorrectly the first time. But this is a really cool site. Um, I spoke to the the guys there yesterday and um, I actually called them and said, hey, I'm doing a show and I, I want to talk about your website. So tell me what's cool about it. And um, what it is, is it's kind of a, um, a I want to call it like a, matchmaking site between your um, the expected mom and the potential parents. Now they don't they don't make the match there, but what they do is they you create a profile and you use all of this technology that they have um, because they explain to me as a, a where technology and adoption meet. And so it's really cool. The website is awesome. And you go on there, you create a beautiful profile. They actually help you work on your pictures and your words. And they really use a lot of social media. And we talked about like kind of meeting folks where they are. And that if you have folks that are on um, social media and they're on websites and things like that, you want to you wanna give people options to, um, to create their family through adoption in creative ways. And this is absolutely a creative way to do it. And um, so you go on there and you create this profile and then you put it up. They, I think they have two platforms. They have a free platform and they have um, a paid, I mean, a, a, a free membership and then a paid membership. And, um, and then the expected moms can go on there and kind of take a look at folks and choose, make a couple of choices of folks that they want to contact about, you know, having the conversation about raising their child. It is a fantastic site, and I am going to put a link on um, our website so you can go there. They said that one of the things that makes them unique is that they put so much money and resources back into the program so that they are able to give the best service possible. So it's adoptimist, like optimist. So being optimistic about your adoption. It was super, super cool. And I'm going to um, send you the link so you can go and check it out. Okay, so we will take a quick break. And when we get back, I have some awesome news I want to share. All right, guys, see you on the other side. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are back. I wanted to give two more um, pieces of information about the adoptimist. Um, so I think I said that they have a free level and the paid level. I think you can sign up for free and they have two different um, paid levels. So I wanted to make sure that I corrected that. I want to give you the most um, updated, clear information that I can. Um, Philip, who is the co-founder and president, is awesome. He's awesome. He talked to me for way longer than I think he wanted to or or thought he was going to. And um, the thing that I like so much about this particular website is that it was super creative. There is so much noise online on Google. If you type in adoption um, profiles on Google, I mean, tons and tons of pages of stuff come up. And so you, it's overwhelming when you are trying to look through Google and find an opportunity to make a profile and put it out there for, for public consumption. And what they've done here is they've been really creative, like 2018 creative in a way that you don't typically see. And they come from um, a real heart for adoption. But what they've done is they've merged adoption and technology. And so it's cutting edge. So I just really want you guys to check it out. If you're looking for a creative way to make a profile, um, check it out. I don't have any affiliation with them. I just think it's really, really cool. And I want to give you guys as much information and cool things as I can. I will be spotlighting another website next week and tell you all about that. And if you want to go take a look at it before the show, it's called adoptionlife.org. It is another awesome website. I talked to Tamara yesterday from Adoption Life, and I will spotlight that um, that website next week. Okay, so... I am super excited. When I get super excited, I talk really, really fast. So I'm going to slow down because I am so incredibly excited about this next um, um, part of the show. So um, I have a woman who reached out to me. She doesn't live in Nashville or even in Tennessee. She listens to the show and she heard that we, that I do some consulting and I coach folks and she asked if she could work with me. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't travel to where she was it was something that she wanted to do, but it was going to be way too expensive on her part for me to be able to work with her like that. And she, we, we talked, and so she said, you know, I, I want to be a part of a, a group. I want to have, um, a, you know, something I can do on a regular basis, something that I can grow and work on. And so I said, you know what, I'll, I'll reach out to some folks that I know in the area where she lives, and I'll see if I can find anything for you. So we got off the phone and myself and my VA, my virtual assistant, Jill, started looking around for some options in her town. And even though there were a lot of great options there, um, there wasn't anything that she, that we thought she was looking for because she was very detailed about what she was looking for. And so as Jill and I were talking, 
and I was saying, you know, I, I feel, um, I feel like I'm not doing her, um, I'm not doing her justice by not offering her what she's looking for. So we started talking about, well, you know, what is it that we need to find? Are we asking the right questions? Are we, are we doing the right searches? And as we're talking, Jill and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, oh my goodness, um, I know what we should do because Jill and I share the same minds sometimes. <laughs> and what we came up with is, and I'm very excited about this. So Adoption Unscripted is going to start its very first Adoption Moms Mastermind. Now, um, I'm calling it the Thriving Moms Mastermind because when I was talking with this woman, um, she kept saying, you know, I don't just want to. I don't want to just be lucky with my decisions or happen upon something that worked. I want to be really good at this. And I said to her, you know, slow down. We're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to make the right decision all the time. We're going to make mistakes. And she said, I don't mind making mistakes. I just want to continue to grow and I want to continue to learn. And I want to be be able to provide support and be supported in this journey. It can be kind of lonely sometimes being a mom and it can be kind of lonely when you're an adoptive mom and not everyone knows what you're going through. So I kept thinking, what are we going to call this? What am I going to call this? And so I kept hearing the word thrive. She said she wanted to not just do it, but she wanted to thrive as a mom. So I got my handy dandy dictionary out. Actually, I went online and looked it up and looked up the word thrive. And I'm going to read you the definition. Um, of Thrive Webster's, to grow vigorously, to flourish, to gain in wealth or position, to prosper, to progress towards a goal despite or because of circumstances. And then I thought, that's an excellent name. So we are starting the the Adoptive Mom, the Thrive Thriving Moms Mastermind. Now, I'm about including everyone, but in this case, unfortunately, it's only going to be for moms who have adopted because we want to get specific. We want to dive deep in this mastermind. Now, you're saying, Micah, what is a mastermind? Well, this really creative fellow named Napoleon Hill wrote a book, pretty famous. It's called Think and Grow Rich. A lot of you probably have read it. And he was a kind of like a coach, I guess, or a consultant. He was a a life coach before his time. And he wrote a book. And in the book, he talked about a mastermind. And he defines a mastermind as a group that is designed to help you navigate through challenges using the collective intelligence of others. So his idea was if you get two people together, and they each have a mind, when they come together to work on a problem or a challenge or to grow or to change, they create a mastermind, which I think is really cool. The idea of it is really cool. It kind of reminds me of this cartoon that I used to watch when I was young with my sister. And I'm going to get this all wrong. People are going to write in and say, you got it wrong. And if you know the name of the cartoon, please write in and tell me what it is because I can't think of it right now. But these different like little contraptions, I don't know if they were cars or whatever, came together and one built the arm and the other built the arm and two of them built the leg. And then at the end, he said, and I'll form the head. I don't know what that cartoon is, but if anyone knows, please call and tell me what it is. And they kind of came together and built this really strong, powerful, incredible thing that fought, you know, the evils and fought for justice. That's kind of what a mastermind, and I'm such a geek, I'm sorry. That's what a kind of a mastermind reminds me of. So we are starting a mastermind. Now, what is our Thriving Moms Mastermind? 
going to be about? I'm telling you guys, I've set the bar kind of high. I want, it's only going to be for 10 women. If you are um, in the United States, you're welcome to join. If you are abroad, international, we have international listeners. I was blown away by that. I was talking to a woman in the UK the other night, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. If you are in one of the other countries that listen to Adoption Unscripted and you want to be a part of the Thriving Moms Mastermind, you absolutely can. We are going to come together once a week, and we are going to talk about issues, talk about transracial adoption, talk about trauma, talk about how it's affecting our personal lives or our marriages or our jobs, talk about how we fear that we're not doing it well. We're going to we're going to talk about when we did well, when we scored, when we when we had a win, and we're going to support and encourage one another. Um, now, this is you how you know if a mastermind is for you. If you want to check in with like-minded women and move forward in your personal growth and your family development, a mastermind is for you. If you want a source of motivation that helps um, in, an, in an, an audacious way to strengthen and overcome obstacles, a mastermind is for you. If you want to make decisions quicker, faster, be faster on your feet, if you want to create a better plan to manage your life and your family, if you want to share your knowledge of motherhood and help grow, not only of yourself, but help others grow, a mastermind is for you. Um, the mastermind is going to have, we are going to have regular check-ins. Everyone's going to get 30 minutes of one-on-one coaching and chatting with Micah a week. We're going to have a 90-minute group. Everyone's going to be paired with an accountability partner. And we're forming long-lasting relationships. So I only want folks who are super serious about being a part of the mastermind to contact me because we have to make a commitment and we have to be accountable to ourselves and to others. But I am super excited about this. I have some awesome folks that are going to pop in because we're going to have a private Facebook group, 24 hours support. So pop in there, ask a question, say I'm struggling. Someone will pop on and help. I'll pop on and help. We're going to do Facebook lives. I'm going to do Facebook lives. We're going to do a regular Q&A, a Q&A Friday. That's kind of clever, right? Where I'm going to come on and answer questions. And I have fabulous friends that I have met in this Adoption Unscripted journey. And they're going to come on like Abigail. And they're going to talk about what it means to be a mom. And we're going to try to soak up all of their knowledge. So if you are interested in our Thriving Moms Mastermind, Check out the page on adoption unscripted forward slash mastermind. I'm even going to leave a special number online for the next uh, maybe weekend where you can give me a call and we can talk personally if you have questions about the mastermind, how it's going to work. But I only want folks who are super serious, who want to grow, who want to expand, who want to transform not only their lives, but the lives of other women. Now, I know I was super excited and I hope I didn't talk too fast because I think I was going pretty fast but I didn't stutter did I because when I talk fast I kind of stutter but I am so excited so thanks you guys for taking this time with me today um, I hope that you can go out and create your uh, adoption 101 back to school kit 
Remember, if you have any clever ways that you talk to teachers or any clever answers to questions that your kids might have to check us out because um, we're here for you. Okay, guys, you have an awesome weekend and I will see you next Friday. Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.